Horrific Network Entertainment. All right, bro, we are in Sacramento. Haunt season continues. We are here for Sacramento Scream Park. I have not done this proper Sacramento Scream Park in a couple of years. We've done Fear Overload with John and Jason, I feel like, in the post-corona Halloween. Um... I feel like we uh, have had a similar runs at Fear Overload, which is the version of this in San Leandro, Bayfair area, and um, I feel like... A lot of these mazes uh, that were there, they are kind of repeating over here, or I should say here over there, because um, the limited, it's about half the size there, and the limited amount, uh, I just don't have the time to go to, to Bayfair. I chose to come here out of the two. Say I don't have I don't have the two to to go to, um, but we will get into why I chose this one out of the two, and what this one has to offer this year here in a minute. So as to why I chose this one, the set designs I came. Uh, you can go back and listen to the Halloween show. Or, I'm sorry, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre thing that they put on. And I was blown away by that. Uh, pretty pretty heavily blown away. Considering that that truly was... Uh, them kind of half, half-staffed and half-fast. A lot of the show lighting wasn't on from seeing their set designs... You know, a, a couple years ago to there, I mean, we're talking like full-on Western towns they've built, and it, it was really impressive, to say the least. And so with that, out of the two, where Bayfair has kind of been like the normal, what we I have come to expect since covering the Palico Brothers, uh, Fear Overload, Ultimate Terror Parks... I uh, kind of feel like this one is definitely the better of the two, and it's the original of the two. We came here when we first started covering haunts, and it was Slipknot Scream Park. Clown had a maze, Corey Taylor had a maze, and then the, the band had a maze. I remember that very, very vividly, very fondly, and this place has always been pretty special since then. To me, just because it was one of the first ones we ever got to review and interview and all that kind of stuff. So, 
yeah. Sacramento Screen Park. The mazes this year are like this. These ones, you know, these guys, they write these essays for their for their mazes, and it never, like, honestly, it never, like, truly comes through like that one. But, or it comes, you know, the whole storyline, like, it never translates because really, well, Haunted House, you need your story to be like a paragraph. Set it up and let us kind of fill in the blank. Like, we're not going to remember an essay. Um, so we have Swamplands Hollow, A Twilight, The Sky Surrender, The Inky Blackness, Brave Souls Dare to Enter, Stepping Through the Iron Gates, Guarding the Entrance, The Air Turns Cold, and The Scent of Damp Earth can be smelled. That's I'm choosing to leave it before it, to leave it there just before it, it does the uh, click to view more. Um, Happy Days Asylum within the shadows of the of Screen Park. A haunting enigma awaited curious souls. Happy Days Asylum. Uh, macabre, a macabre haunted house attraction that dared to explore the darkest recesses of the human mind. Cannibal Chaos, and then the Haunted Schoolhouse. So Cannibal Chaos is a, is a slaughterhouse, and the schoolhouse is a schoolhouse. And that one is probably the one I have the most interest in. Um, so we will see what happens in here, what there is going on, and where we will be. But the gates are getting ready to open soon. So we're going to get in line so we can get in sooner than later. Uh, We are getting closer to going in now. Sweepy Bog Hollow. Delicious. Oh, shit. It's like a lizard. Oh, shit. He's huge. It's like a voodoo bayou. Thank <laughs> you. 
holy shit. Like, the sets in here are floor to ceiling. Like, I don't... Fucking hell. We'll be back after a quick break. Ever wondered what it takes to make it in the movie business? Peel back the curtain with 4-6 Success Filmmaking. 4-6 Success Filmmaking is where filmmakers share their stories and the secrets. It's beyond competitive out there. There have been movies that it's taken me 10 years to get made. Don't wait to create. Like, you've got to just keep making stuff. Tune in to 4-6 Success Filmmaking for your dose of cinematic realness, direct from the voices that have lived it.
the fireplace. Better see your prayers. <laughs> Come on in. That's right. Crawl in the fireplace. <laughs>
creepy-ass art room. Pennywise. Holy shit. That's fucking wild. That is fucking crazy. And we're not even done. We're going to the bathroom now. That was only 20 minutes, which seems near to impossible, but it was only 20 minutes. Wild times. Uh, Dude, super impressed. My only thing would be the amount of people. They could have more scare actors in there, but the scare actors that are in there are absolutely murdering it. Uh, as always, I'll be back once I get on the 99 here and on my way home, I will be back to talk a little bit more about my adventure, which is nice having this handy dandy portable mic now and not having to rely on telephone recording audio. Uh, yeah, that was, that was fucking wild. We'll be back.
Alright man, now on the way home from being one of the first ones in at Sacramento Screen Park and wanting... The one thing I will say about Sacramento Screen Park, or Fear Overload Screen Park as well for that matter, is there's nothing really keeping you there once you do the haunt. Like, the area usually for Fear Overload that, uh, uh, you know, it's in a mall. So that area is usually closed. Sacramento Screen Park is in an old, uh, you know, shut down department store that now I'm assuming they own the building because all the shit that they have, I cannot imagine taking that all the way down like John has to do every year. Uh, or did do at John Thurman Field. Uh, you know, John, in, when they were at the, the building, Higby, you know, they left the mazes for the most part up all year. And I imagine this is what they are doing for Ultimate Terror because the sets... And in February, they do their Valentine's Hunt. So, and that is two out of the three, I believe. Um, but let's let's get into it, man. So the first one that you, you walked into was the Bayou. Um, and they killed it. Like, I could tell at some point when I did the Valentine's Hunt, it felt more western-y. This felt like New Orleans Mardi Gras. Like if you Googled a uh, uh, picture of Bourbon Street, like you walked down a hallway and it was like buildings of Bourbon Street. But first, the scare of the night goes to this lady who, fuck dude, this mannequin was so real looking, so real looking. I was convinced that this mannequin was a real person. Like, fucking, like, water in the eyes, real looking. And it wasn't her. It was this lady next to her. Scared the shit out of me. That, you, like, go through, like, this little short, like, voodoo swamp scene. And then that's where they scared me. There's, like, these witch animatronics. So it's, like, all, like, swamp voodoo magic, like, beware type stuff. And then the thing that really stuck out was the, uh, like I was saying, like the facades of like, it made you feel like you were walking around in New Orleans and then eventually like went to the uh, New Orleans graveyard and then you were in dirt and the hallways got like claustrophobic -y. Not like the fucking inflatable claustrophobic-y. Like, like the walls felt like they were caving in. They weren't moving or anything. But like whatever material they made there you know, to make it look like dirt. Um, that is what it was. This honestly like made me more uneasy than Darkest Deal at HHN32. As far as being in the graveyard 
with the claustrophobic atmosphere and the constant, like, the other thing that they do is, like, I was alone and then ended up catching the group in front of me um, from time to time. And every time I was really getting close to them, I would uh, stop and kind of let them get a little bit farther because I wanted the characters to have more time to reset, like to get the full experience. Um, but in that graveyard, like underneath the grave, or I mean, that's at least how it kind of like translate translated to me in that hallway and room uh, is where I caught them because I think they were walking so slow because they were they were scared uh, the two guys that were freaked out behind me in line never caught me I would have been curious to see how they ended up doing but yes the New Orleans and then so then um, that one was real spectacle-y. Then you walked into like the traditional, what we'll call the Nathan and David special, which is like some kind of mental hospital. Um, the physical movement of the doors, which has been their staple, where you actually have to push open a door from room to room, and some of the audio. All of that was in there. And... Uh, this was like the one that I think they have worked on the longest. And I mean, it just kept going. This was the maze, which was, is now an asylum. This was a maze for the longest time was like the urban explorer exploration of a killer's house. And you were going room by room. So they've taken that, they've added a few rooms of mental hospital and then overlaid some of what was that serial killer's house to make this like just fucking huge mental asylum maze and I mean you are in this thing I mean it felt you know looking at the time code of once we got out of there it felt way longer than what we were actually in there for when we were in there like this thing just kept on going rooms upon rooms upon rooms of the traditional like kitchen or bathroom bedroom dorm to like new shit like fucking they had like a, a experimental surgery going on like this dude had like light bulbs and stuff screwed into him which was wild kept talking about wanting my brain for an experiment um I was just really blown away I, a couple of times I looked up like the sets go I mean all the way to the ceiling what is a what is a department store I think this was either used to be either a Ross or a Didi's discount. You know, what is the ceiling height on that? 20, 30 feet? And these sets are like, you can't really see above, um, you know, any more than 
the ceiling and a little bit of a gap. The one in Bayfair or San Leandro Mall that they also you know do um, the ceiling height is a lot lower because it's a mall store, and what even with that, what they were having people do is like parkour over the walls and then drop back down in the next like haunt hallway which was pretty wild um, these are way too tall for that and you know, sadly they didn't have enough people f- for that but they do they did have people doing double you know double duty I could tell and but man like you just kept going you went outside to the garden of fuck the garden like the now what was the conservatory what is now the garden they had just a giant fucking man-eating plant that and we'll talk about the animatronics but so they were greeted with that and then there's like one room where the animatronic like was this lady kind of looked like the ring but she was tall but then she like scaled up this wall and then bent over backwards it was wild like wild 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 um and if the bayou thing was you know breaking it down so the whole experience it's about 23 minutes out of that 23 minutes I would say easily 10 of the minutes was walking through this one on um, both of the other two combined are probably as big as the middle one but the middle one is just enormous but then yeah and you know the cast in there the ones that were there um, all really good they always are good yeah, I feel like anybody that, you know, old Sacramento, now Screen Park, or Fear Overload hires to scare people are going to absolutely do their best to destroy you um, with extreme prejudice. There is no halfway scare from them. The halfway scares come from the dudes that are in the line. Um, so, yeah, it was just shit like, like, upgrades. I will say, too, that it was very light. Like, it was dark. It was not dark in the majority of this maze. Like, it's almost like they wanted you to see all the detail that they took the time to do, which was kind of cool. Then the third maze... Um, which I want to say the for the longest time I think Sacramento has always had three mazes but the middle maze or the first maze was getting pretty short the last time I can remember doing it in SAC uh, it was like a bathhouse they had done and they had done that a few different times, the bath house, the bathhouse haunt, and 
that one was always pretty short and simple. Short, sweet, simple. And you got into the other, you know, the middle hunt and then the big one. And, you know, the last time that we were there, uh, like those first two felt very minimal compared to what was now the middle maze. Um, so I don't know how they rearranged shit or whatever, but the last maze now is the schoolhouse. And the schoolhouse, I, I thought we were in the schoolhouse and it was just kind of, you know, they were slapping a name on something. That's how long the middle one was. There's actually a break in the middle one where you come out of it and then there's just like an open door with a black, huge black wall, which I think one of the mazes actually used to start in. Maybe it's the middle maze used to start where this was. Um, and you walked back into what was still the asylum maze. So you got more asylum. And then... So then you made your way to the school. The school has, like, a school bus, like, parked outside of it. And that one was just fun, man. You went into the chemistry room, the library, the gym, the locker room, the art room. Um, and then finally the classroom. And so that one was about the size of the bayou if not a, even a little bit I would probably say it's the, as big as the bayou if slightly smaller but if it is smaller it wasn't by you know a whole lot um, but man like they had some cool shit in there there was actually I felt like the most actors in there and I'm trying to... I'm kind of getting it confused. Um, but there was this one girl... Who I think was actually in the asylum. That was like a contortionist. That was crawling on the ground. That was pretty wild. Um, but... The school... You went through... Um, like I was saying, the chemistry room. Then you have the library and she's talking about how the stories are trapped in the past like all the stories are trapped in the past and you, you walked outside of the library and this is like where it got weird for a minute was that there was like a lady outside of a house holding a baby and she was like we don't want to be trapped here like we don't want to be here anymore like, where, how do we get out? So that, I don't know if she was supposed to be like a teacher, if that's what it was, or exactly what, again, you know, like I was saying, the the long-ass essay maze descriptions that didn't want to read um, may have, like, shed more light on that, but the maze descriptions for these parks are like, when I say they're essays, they're like, their essays, man. Like, they are long. Um, but it is what it is. The 
the uh, scare in the gym area was kind of cool. They had like a girl who had like a shovel through her head and she falls forward so she's actually in a rig and then this other girl comes out from the other side of the of a locker she got me pretty good um the locker the actual like shower room of the locker room though this thing was fucking at least 15 feet tall pennywise full like spider Pennywise holding up Jordy or Georgie uh, huge animatronic which was really rad to look at and you then like you went through this one hallway which was complete dark except for like a cult symbol thing that was a little weird I don't know if they're going to end up doing more with that but then you walked so after you walked through that you um came to a uh, like ice cream truck situation, playground situation and that was finally the end of, of the maze. All three of the mazes. So pluses since we've come uh, the cast for what there is is still you know, super dedicated to scaring, which is awesome to see. The cast for, you know, some of them I know were doing, like, multiple spots, and they were following me and fucking with me. Like, all of that stuff is why I go to at least one, if not both, of Fear Overload ultimate terror haunts every year like they're not to be missed in northern california because of the people that are working for you or to scare you um set designs holy shit like the best northern california set designs with like without question there's no no debate no, no, uh, nothing is close. Like, nothing is, is remotely close. That's not saying that other NorCal haunts are bad. Or, you know, these ones in particular are, are, you know, shitty. I'm just saying, man, like, as far as what it is, like... These haunts are, these ones are, are not, are mind blowing. Um, so yeah, then you've got the fact that, uh, excuse me, then you got the fact that they're now, which they sent, they actually sent an email advertising the fact that they were going to have these animatronics. I was expecting like two or three new animatronics that they were stoked about. No, bro. Like there are animatronics all over this fucking thing which 
a lot of them were cool. Like, these are not... They're definitely higher-end animatronics than, you know, your your off-the-shelf spirit step on a on a trigger and the thing like or you know set it to motion detection and the thing says like one of five phrases and articulates one arm and maybe turns its head no these things were were a couple of steps above that but it did seem like there were fewer scare actors because of the animatronic and with that, like, where, let's say, there was a boo hole meant for a person, and then five feet down, there's a separate bull hole for another person, maybe on the other side, or, you know, what have you. Instead of having both of those filled with people, one of them is now filled with an animatronic. So that definitely... You know, you could definitely tell. Like, there's nothing for the more often than not, nothing beats a good scare from an actual person. Like, there's just nothing that beats that. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. And, uh, you know, so with that came the fact that uh, we will you see less people. This is a Friday so it's not like I'm here on a Wednesday or anything like that. Like they should be what is fully staffed or close to it. It's still somewhat early in the season but it's not like it's uh an off night, like a Wednesday. So, with that, we uh, lose scare actors. Now, the caveat of that is in some months, you may see a scare actor who is half-assing it or isn't as good as what you would expect or as good as what you consider good are someone who may not even act, look like they're trying. They've never had that problem. I've never seen that problem on a normal night. I don't remember to any extent if it felt empty cast-wise the last time we went through it in October. I don't remember if it felt like they had a shortage of, of scare actors. The only thing that I can think of is that they don't they felt like they didn't have enough people to fill holes. So they wanted these animatronics to fill some of the gaps. And if that's kind of the thinking behind that, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense to me actually um so yeah we have a uh, we have now the, the situation of 
if you had to pick one or the other, would you go San Leandro or would you go Sacramento? San Leandro is very good. Uh, I enjoy San Leandro. John and Jason, you know, didn't seem like they enjoyed it as much as I did last time. But last time we went, we also went, I believe, on a Thursday. So there wasn't as many people. So, yeah. I think that with that does come the uh, ultimate factor that these are going to be better on a on a uh, busier night obviously and they should have more cast members there so if that was the most they're going to have you know or maybe perhaps they add more people as the season progresses I don't know but if that was the most people that they're going to have if that was quote fully staffed in Sacramento I imagine um, San Leandro is going to be as close if not closer to what it was when we did San Leandro two years ago not doing either one of them last year uh, for the first time was kind of a trip but definitely did not want to miss out this year so again if I wanted to choose if I had to choose between the two so cast wise what just assuming they have the same amount of what this was here I think that I would probably pick here set design definitely Sacramento um that took me, like I was saying, like 23, 24 minutes to do the three. And that's moving at a slow, but not like snail pace. That's me looking around. That's me actually, which hopefully you can hear on the podcast, the Haunt Audio itself. That's me like answering them if they're acknowledging me, talking to them. At one point, like, one of them stopped me. Um, the dude who wanted my brain talked to him a few times, actually, throughout the maze. So, that kind of a pace. So, that took me, like, 23, 4 minutes. Um, I would say San Leandro would probably take you, depending on how they're pacing you know, pulsing people. Um, San Leandro will probably take you 12 to 15. I'll, I'll say a safe bet would be like a 15. Um, which says something for like Higby Horror Hunt, you know, not being open this year, or something like Pirates of Emberson. Or why, like, the theme park haunts are so cool is because you can have the opportunity to just kind of, like, sit and bullshit and kind of go through it 
at your own pace uh, and do you know do uh, make a night of it type of a thing this is not and it's kind of what I was saying at the beginning neither one is really a make a night out of it kind of a thing like so to do the mazes like you're basically entering in the the side door of a department store and then you go to it towards the the back of it and then you're progressively you're making your way like the first maze you go to the back of the department store and then you're progressively making your way to the front of it so there's like no place to really hang out except the department store parking lot which is honestly seedy as fuck like it is it is a not the best neighborhood so that's a downside whereas you're parking at a mall um so it's a mall parking lot for the San Leandro one but still out of the two so now it comes down to cost I want to say it was on sale um so I think I paid like 18 something versus San Leandro, I know, is is probably you know twenty to eighteen as well, maybe even a little bit more. Um, so is it worth it? San Leandro, the reason why I didn't go and I just couldn't get to SAC last year. My plan was to do SAC uh, Screen Park after Sinister Hall Con. And by the time Sinister Hall Wincom was over, I was fried. And I did not get out of Sinister Hall Wincon at the time that I thought I was going to. Uh, so, the, uh, the, I have a memories of, of hanging out with Vanessa Shaw from Hocus Pocus as to one of the reasons why I didn't. But uh, I left Sinister late, and I just wanted to get home. And that was, you know, that was the reason why there was no, uh, there was no Sack Screen Park last year. So. I knew I wanted to see it this year. And for 20 bucks, really, uh, I wasn't mad about being here, man. I, I thought that for the money of paying for a hunt with no with no hangout sesh, get in, get out, 20 bucks, thought it was a strong length. The cast was great. I'm going to stop rambling now. Uh... But man, like, some of the... The the set design is really what the biggest takeaway is. Also, I have no idea how busy this thing gets the closer we get to Halloween. It's September 29th. 
So we're 30 days away. So what is that? You know, five and a half, you know, real weeks away. Um, You know, really, I guess four weeks away, honestly, from Halloween. And, you know, there is the, the caveat of where you know, how much more busy are they going to get because when the hall the the valentine's one i don't know if it was technical difficulties or what but i felt like I, I waited in line getting in line around the same time i felt like that line took forever to get through whereas this there wasn't anybody there now granted there was a fair amount of people behind me. I didn't really look at the line uh, after going through it at all. I made sure. One thing that's cool too that they are now doing is they're giving you the photo for free. So they have like this set photo um, that they take. And for a while they were charging for it. Now they're not anymore. Which is cool. I'm glad that they're they're doing that. They also had like a food snack bar out there, but it was it was nothing spectacular at all. The line for it was ridiculous. Um, there was a food truck out there with no tables or chairs, which sucks. So. Again, like, I keep going, or in my mind, I keep going back to, like, certain indie haunts that will encourage you to stay there and do other shit, do another run-through of the, of the thing, you know, do, you know, multiple things. That's the other thing, is you only get one time through, like, one, one pass as they say which kind of sucks too because I would have I would have gotten back in line and done it again or if I knew it was like a multiple ticket like multiple run throughs I would have upgraded and done the fast pass and really have done you know multiple runs with the fast pass I would have stayed there for you know another hour probably going through going through it at least one more time um charge ten more dollars and make that an option like in all honesty the fact that and they're not the only ones at all and like by all means if you truly wanted to do it again you I'm sure you could go up to the ticket booth and buy another run they're not gonna not take your money but a lot of the indie haunts are like that, man. You get one time through um, for ticket purchase. You know, it's just kind of a bonus that this one has three haunts or you know, Pirates of Emerson, which we're going to do a little later on in, in the season, you know, has you know four or five haunts that you, you get to do. And they having like a common area with you know, food or at least a place to kind of just like sit down and 
bullshit and talk with friends or, you know, whatever, uh, is a lot, is pretty cool. So, you know, with that, we will be back. That's how, plus is, to sum everything up, amazing set design, great cast, good scares, uh, negatives no the biggest one is there's no area if you're there with a group to bullshit it's very much you know you're bullshitting I guess for most part would be you know talking in line as you're waiting to go through it and then you know if you want something from this food truck you can get it otherwise you pretty much like leave is how it feels Um, and I do feel like there was less people in certain areas and that was compensated by animatronics, which are cool, but not as good as real people. And then there was, it was interesting because then there'd be like some rooms where it felt like there was more than enough people. So I don't know. Um, they did do a really good job in the garden because that was a big area. They had a huge man-eating plant and some other shit going on. And they had two scare actors working that room. So that felt efficient. Most of the rooms, and we're, don't get it twisted where what I am, you know, by what I'm saying to make it sound like these mazes were empty. They definitely were not empty. Uh, which you'll, you know, I'm sure you heard on the podcast, like they weren't empty at all. It was just a matter of how much more scared would I have been if there was another person instead of an animatronic. That's kind of where my mind, my mind is at. So I don't, you know, I don't own the haunt. I don't really talk to Nathan and David on a regular anymore. Not that I ever did, but there were a couple years there they would come on the podcast. Um, they, I didn't see either one of them there tonight, actually. But so with that, you know, I don't know what the you know the hiring situation, volunteer situation, whatever it may be, is. You know, I'm assuming a lot of these people are are not paid. You know, it's all volunteer haunters and stuff like that. Which is a lot of how these indie ones, indie haunts run. But, fuck, man. I enjoyed it. I thought that they did stellar work. I was glad to, after coming for the Valentine's one, to see it with all the lights on and, you know, the show lights on, I should say, and actually, like, see it running properly for Halloween was pretty cool. I will be curious if they do it uh, if Sinister is two nights or two days next October uh, and I'm staying out in SAC for an evening I will probably do that haunt on that Saturday and we'll probably do a uh, lot more 
you know, Sacramento haunts, you know, maybe even probably you know, the highlight haunt season Sinister Creature Con weekends were definitely when Kane and I would drive up Friday, do one haunt, do Sinister on Saturday, do another haunt, and then Sinister Sunday go home. Those were long weekends, but but they were a lot of fun. I remember when you know we did Heartstoppers one night, woke up, went to Sinister, and then did Sac Screen Park Saturday night, and yeah, I mean that was a, that was a good time. So there's definitely other things in the Sacramento area to check out. I do think that uh, John and Ashley are thinking about checking some of them out when they are here for Sinister. I will be out of the country during Sinister this year, or this month in October, um, doing some film work and some other things, uh, including like some Halloween shit, which will be cool. So, there is that. Um, but yeah, lots of, lots to come. We have John's, uh, John, Ashley, and Fast Pass with us, Jason and Amber. We have their HHN Hollywood show. We have their Not Scary Farm show. I'm going to Not Scary Farm uh, upon the posting of this show pretty soon. Um... Uh, yeah, Raising Hell Ranch, uh, Dead Time Dreams, Pirates of Emerson, all things that I am looking forward to checking out. So we will see you guys on the other side. That's including you know, some of the virtual hunts we still have to do. We're by no means slowing down. Uh, haunt season we're in the thick of it but there's still plenty to do oogie boogie bash for instance that's what we're gonna do tricks and treats like there's a steady list of events to still cover here and we will cover them and we will cover them uh very fondly so welcome to haunt season big time we're in it now Thank you for listening to my drive home rambles. Sacramento Screen Park, great job. Absolutely loved it. Had a great time. Would do it again. Recommend it. And uh, yeah, stay spooky, everybody.